welcome to another episode of My Weird Little Podcast. I'm Tia. You know me. I'm here all the time, all day, every day, podcasting. And uh, <laughs> in the other room, we have Patrick. Uh, he is broadcasting as well from Las Vegas. Here we are in Sin City, which is so appropriate for today's subject. Uh, today, we're diving into another cryptid, which is something like I want to do more of. I want to do more like weather phenomenon um i don't know like cryptids stuff that's like very different than what i did with hollywood's haunted the podcast which we did talk about revisiting that podcast uh later on so we'll see what happens uh we'll see how much i can churn out within the next couple weeks <laughs> um so uh yeah today i want to talk about the jersey devil Dun, dun, dun. Um, so have you ever heard of the Jersey Devil? Um, yeah, I think didn't I want to say Teresa said something about it once. Yeah, on the um, last podcast that you were um, editing. That's not right, fair. Yeah, that's that's what I said. <laughs> no, but um that I I that was like the really because I'd heard about it before, but that was like the only time I had, you know hurt more than the fact it existed Mm -hmm. you know but i'm still very unfamiliar with it um well it has a lot of similarities to like mothman uh as well which like my outfit today is giving me total mothman vibes but i was like going for jersey devil um (laughs) but i think the red makeup is more like a mothman situation um (laughs) i want to make a mothman cosplay so bad um I want like a rave outfit. You know how like the girls do like the butterfly rave outfits. I want to do yeah. one that's moth, but then I also want to do one that's like a Mothman look. That's hilarious. Like, I want like that's... the fuzzy leg warmers, you know, and the big ISIS wings, you know, and all that <laughs> situation. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I say I want these things, but like sewing is so tedious, and I'm not very good at it. And you know, maybe I can compile some items, you know, like put together an outfit, which I do all the time. That's like my TikTok. Um, We have to like, has to make a few small things. Maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, You know, depends on where I'm working this October as well. Like not saying you have to only make costumes in October. You can make costumes and wear costumes all the time. But, uh, you know, we'll see where I'm working this October and what inspires me, you know, uh, last year I was Beetlejuice for Halloween because at the time where I worked and if you, uh, watch my TikToks or follow me on social media, you probably know and, or you're one of my coworkers listening to this. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, they have a, like a Beetlejuice sign there. I don't know why I had a brain fart just now. Um, <laughs> am, I, am I revealing too much about myself? Am I going to have stuff? <laughs> is, is that um, what it was? You're kind of trying to ride that line? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> am I going to have stalkers? Uh, you know, which might not be a bad thing because uh, Mitchell and I just this week were talking about starting a UFO cult. Um, and everything. Yeah, it was a weird text to get. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Mitchell and I are starting a cult. <laughs> Here's a costume. Here we go. Um, read this book. Um, 
yeah uh so you know we we do need some people to join um we decided our aesthetic is gonna be the cover of rolling stone magazine that featured the x-files cast the two leads Mulder and scully from the 1990s uh if you know you know so that is uh the basis of our ufo religion um anyways Moving on. That's, and that's the podcast. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Um, the Jersey Devil. Uh, so uh, here we go. So um, there, there's a lot of vague stories. So it's kind of hard to find something that definitive. But we'll, you know, we'll do my, uh, I'll do my best. Um, so I got this obviously from Wikipedia pinelandsalliance.org, a couple YouTube videos, one by Real History, one by Its History. Um, But you can find a lot of information about this from like New Jersey and the Pinelands area's actual websites. They very much embrace the fact that this cryptid has been cited out there. So, and I found that pretty fascinating. Do you mean like the city's website? Like, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And like the national parks websites and things like that. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. So they're all about it. I mean, uh, isn't there like football team, the Devils, or something like that? Yeah, probably like XFL or something. I don't know. There's sports ball, (laughs) something like that. The Jersey Devils, yeah, right. That's the thing. No, that sounds that sounds right, but I don't know if it's football. I don't think there's a, but I don't know. It's one. It's a. It's some ball sport. Hockey, maybe hockey. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be funny if it was hockey and it was not a ball sport at all? Right. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's hilarious. The non-ball sport. Yeah. They, they use that flat ball and they kick it around, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flat ball, I think they call it. You're right. Yeah. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I've vamped enough. Uh, so most of, uh, I like to kind of start out with the location that we're dealing with. The Jersey Devil obviously has been seen in New Jersey, um, but mainly the Pinelands area, which is the Pinelands National Reserve. Uh, is a national reserve that encompasses the New New Jersey Pine Barrens. It's 1.1 million acres of forest. So it's pretty big. Something could be out there, you know. Uh, a point, or, or sorry, uh, 225 acres of New Jersey's land area. It's the largest body of open space in the mid-Atlantic seaboard uh, between Boston and Richmond. Uh, the Pinelands is unique, a unique location of historic villages, berry farms amid the vast oak pine forest, extensive wetlands, and diverse species of plants and animals of the Atlantic coastal pine barren ecoregion. So it's beautiful. And, you know, a lot of the people who were like with the YouTube videos that I watched and like, they really treasure this area, which is probably why the Jersey devil is so beloved, you know, this cryptid, because they really appreciate this beautiful national forest. And it's just something that, you know, it's their treasure. 
Um, so during the 17th century, the area was explored and settled by the Swedish, Dutch, and English, eventually becoming a part of the U.S. state of New Jersey. Over a dozen ghost towns, uh, it's leftovers from booming iron and glass industries. So the area is very eerie, to say the least. You know, it was booming at one point, but is now very much deserted and overgrown, you know, which leads to this sort of like aesthetic that these um, tall tales can kind of come from, you know, but I'm just trying to set like the mood right now uh, so you have an idea of, you know, the environment that this creature derives from. So uh, not only were there industries for iron and glass, but there's also brick, charcoal, paper, and iron. Um, I also get in a little bit later that there was lots of cranberry bogs uh, around the Jersey area as well. So there were cranberry, you know, um, industries. Uh, so, okay. So, um, okay. Let's just get into that. I guess the cranberry industries, um, they were kind of mostly, most of the cranberry bogs were kind of set up by this guy, uh, AJ Ryder, um, as of Ryder University as well. His name is on that. Uh, he was also known as the Cranberry King. Um, there is also like this really violent, uh, now we're going to get into like true crime situation in the area. So the area of the Pinelands may be haunted because there's also been some like violent deaths there uh, as well. Uh, um, most of the bogs were created by a man named AJ Ryder, uh, who's also known as the Cranberry King. His name is on Ryder University. Uh, there was a situation, too, where there were highwaymen who um, robbed him and killed some of his family members uh, as well. But one particular death in the area that I do want to set the scene about was of uh, Emilio Carranza Rodriguez. Um, and this happens in 1928. And uh, so he was kind of the Charles Lindbergh of his time. Uh, he was a, uh, he was into aviation. So he was 22 years old and a hotshot of Mexican aviation. Uh, so Charles Lind Lindbergh's transatlantic flight was the previous year and his subsequent, subsequent dramatic flight to Mexico City made a powerful impression south of the border and very much influenced Emilio. He decided that uh, he would fly from Mexico to New York City and back again. Um, the trip to New York was done in stages and went smoothly, but on the return flight, uh, he it was going to be nonstop, a grueling test of endurance. And Emilio delayed his departure for three days because of bad weather and then abruptly flew off the evening of July 12th, 1928, in a wild thunderstorm. Rumor has it that he was forced to leave on orders from a jealous Mexican general who telegrammed to Emilio, uh, was reported uh, 
so that whose telegram that he had sent to Emilio was re reported later found in his pocket. Uh, it read, leave immediately or the quality of your manhood will be in doubt. So, yeah, not very nice. And, you know, 1928. So, you know, <laughs> people, I guess, cared about that sort of thing. Um, so Emilio only got about 50 miles south before his flight ended in the Pine Barrens. Uh, his body was discovered the next day by some locals picking blueberries. Uh, Emilio had a flashlight in his right hand. Literally, he had crashed and the flashlight he was holding at the time was lodged into his hand. Um, as the force of the impact had driven it into his palm, uh, he had apparently been looking for a place to land when he crashed into some trees. The heartbroken children of Mexico contributed uh, to build a monument inscribed in both English and Spanish to mark the spot where their hero had died. It still stands to this day, uh, an arrow on one side pointing skyward and an Aztec eagle on the other plummeting to earth. So that is a little bit about the Pine Barrens and, you know, some of the history setting the scene. But we're gonna get into the cryptid that may or may not live there. So the Jersey Devil, dun, dun, dun. Um, so designated in 1938 as the country's only state demon, the Jersey Devil is described as a kangaroo-like creature with the face of a horse, which I'm sure you would love to encounter. Oh my uh, God. The head of a dog, bat-like wings, horns, and a tail. So prior to any of this story being uh, told specifically as the Jersey Devil, there had been sightings from the indigenous people. So the Lenape people who originally inhabited the Pine Barrens believed the area was inhabit inhabited by a spirit called Mising. M. Sing, <laughs> Mising, um, which sometimes took the form of a deer-like creature with leathery wings. So the Lenape, um, also called Lenai, and there are other variations of the word, uh, and the Delaware people, basically uh, indigenous people of the Northeastern woodlands who lived in the United States and Canada. The Lenape historic, uh, historical territory included present day Northeastern Delaware, all of New Jersey, and the Eastern Pennsylvania regions of the uh, Lehigh Valley. So basically, in that area, um, they inhabited it, uh, you know, they're the original inhabitants of this area. During the last decades of the 18th century, most of the Lenape were displaced from their homelands by European settlements um, and the American Revolutionary War, which pushed them farther west. But... So they had originally had this in their folklore of seeing this creature. But the Europeans believe that it originated much later. Um, you know, 
we kind of always rewrite our own history. Um, but this is what the, what is it? The Anglo idea or origin of this creature. Um, so in 1735, a Pine Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds, was pregnant for the 13th time, which this was actually a lot of kids at that time. Um, that could be overwhelming to a person. And that's part of the story is that she was already overwhelmed by the 12 children that she had. So out of frustration, she curses uh, the child and she cries out that she hopes that this child will not be a human child, but that it will be a devil. I don't really know what that means, you know, or why someone would say that, but that sounds like a made up story. Um, but <laughs> that's what it is. They said that she didn't want this child to be born human. She wanted it to be born a devil. So uh, she ends up going into labor on a stormy night uh, while her friends gathered around her. Uh, the child was born a normal child. Uh, but as uh, moments after the child was born, it changed into a creature with hooves, a goat head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, the child beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. Damn. Uh, yeah, right? In some <laughs> versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch. Of course she was. <laughs> You know, because all women are. And uh, <laughs> the child's father was the devil. Um, so some versions of the legend also state that there was a sub subsequent attempt by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. Uh, Mother Leeds, though, has been identified by some as the real life Deborah Leeds. Oh, Deborah. <laughs> uh on the grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband, Jaffet Leeds, uh, named 12 children in the will uh, he wrote during 1736, which is compatible with the legend. Uh, Deborah oh. and Jaffet Leeds also lived at in the Leeds Point succession, of which now is uh, Atlantic County, New Jersey, which is commonly the location scene of the Jersey Devil. So... Um, Leeds is not an uncommon name on the East Coast either. So that, like, it's, you know, I mean, also, like, I would just say in the U.S., Leeds is not an uncommon last name. So pinpointing who this person exactly was would be difficult, you know, especially yeah. as legend and folklore goes on. Um, so this story might also have a very strange connection uh to um to uh benjamin franklin uh so benjamin franklin if you don't know invented a lot of things he might have invented the jersey devil as well mm -hmm. so <laughs> um yeah. um so I'm going to get into that just a little bit. So during the late 17th and 18th century, uh, the British held a colony that became the modern state of New Jersey, 
uh, was split somewhat vertically into East Jersey and West Jersey. So the latter was a, the adopted home of Daniel Leeds. Uh, he was born, he lived between 1651 and 1720. Born in England, he was a Quaker and a pamphlet writer who emigrated to the town of Burlington in what's now southwestern New Jersey. If you don't know what a pamphlet writer is, it is basically, you know, like a it's a blog, it's a troll, it's that's how they did the internet back then. Is if you had something to say, you wrote a pamphlet or you wrote a publication or you wrote a news article and you could say whatever you wanted. Usually they were very opinionated and it could also gain you a lot of enemies, um, mm -hmm. you know, or followers, you know. Uh, I mean, they used to do it, do it for politics back yeah, in the day, exactly. too. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, when we talked about um, San Diego back in the day, there was, the, there was a woman, oh, I forgot what her name was, but she wrote a lot of pamphlets uh -huh. on uh, contraception, you know. And everything which was you know they're introducing ideas or concepts or opinions and everything so this guy a quaker um and if you don't know who the quakers are it was kind of a religious movement these people are typically very known as being very nice and simple you know they believe in helping each other out uh you know, it's very similar to like the Amish, I would say, uh, as someone who doesn't re know very much about Quakers or the Amish, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so in 1687, Leeds published the first edition of his very own almanac. Um, now, if you don't know what an almanac is, it is <laughs> predicting the weather. Look it up. If you don't know what an almanac is, it's it has to do with the weather. Uh, basically predicting what the weather is going to be throughout the year. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Sometimes it's accurate, I'm sure. And I'm sure sometimes it's not quite on the money, but uh, these um, are supposed to help farmers decide when they're going to plant things, when they're going to do this and that. So this became a lightning rod for controversy. Many Quakers who read the text objected to its use of astrology and heathen Greco-Roman Greco -Roman planet names. Ooh, how dare they? Uh, when the Quaker leadership turned against Lead, he went on the offensive. Uh, he, he befriended anti-Quaker politicians and wrote in 1699 a manifesto denouncing Quaker the theology titled A Trumpet Sounded Out of the Wilderness of America. So, sorry, the wind, my goodness, the wind has been so bad and my bedroom window faces into the backyard and there's just, it's made me very jumpy, you know. So that, that curtain. Yeah, the curtain uh, out there that blows that you can see. And, you know, there's been a lot of UFO sightings of, <laughs> in the in the region and aliens walking through people's backyards and it's made me very jumpy as of reason even though it's like two in the afternoon right now um i know but the way you just said that was like a last video type of thing we saw yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like uh, found footage <laughs> so basically he denounces quakers and he writes this very scathing manifesto 
bridges were burned, of course. Uh, one prominent Quaker, Caleb Pousset, uh, took aim at Leeds by writing a pamphlet uh, that called him Satan, Satan's Harbinger. So here we go. Uh, so Daniel Leeds, he died in 1720, but despite all the notoriety, um, uh, his almanac lived on. Later editions were overseen by his son, Titan Leeds. During 1728, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on uh, the cover of the almanacs. So the family crest is, uh, I don't know how to uh, how to pronounce this. I rarely know how to pronounce anything. Uh, a Yvern, W-Y-V-E-R-N. W-Y-V should not be in a word, one yeah, after the other, yeah. but yeah. A, a Yvern, which is a bat-winged dragon-like legendary creature that stands upright on two clawed feet. So the son, he's continued to publish this almanac that is, you know, seen as Satan's work or whatever, and it's got this bat-winged dragon-hoofed creature on the front. So. So Benjamin Franklin, good old Benny Frank here, owned a rival publication called Poor Richard's Almanac, which jokingly predicted by way of astrology that Titan Leeds would die on October 17, 1733. We should do an episode on Benjamin Franklin because he's a weird person. Uh, right, there's a lot of weird stories about him. Some yeah. stuff he did was great, and some stuff he was just kind of a dick, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and maybe, maybe a little psychotic. Yeah, and like he definitely had a sense of humor, and sometimes the sense of humor wasn't so nice, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So Ben has a rival publication of Almanac, uh, and he's predicting that Titan Leeds would die. He actually didn't uh die on this day. Of course not. Um, and Titan Leeds uh, actually clapped back at uh, Benny and says, a fool, a liar uh, in print. Uh, so so uh, Ben Franklin, he kind of like uh, doubles down on this whole Le Leeds is dead and died October 17, 1773, and basically is like, oh, his ghost is saying all of these things. He is dead. He is most certainly the devil and comes from the devil. Um, and he actually like published, you know, that this was actually being said by Titan Leeds' ghost. Um, so by clashing with Ben's Fra Ben Franklin, Titan Leeds kind of hurt his family's reputation, which uh, had already been iffy. Um, so over the years, uh, insinuations that Leeds uh, and his family were linked to Satan morphed into an East Coast horror story. And uh, in 1859, Atlantic Monthly article uh, contained the first unambiguous reference to the character we now call the Jersey Devil. So that might have been how part of the story started to develop, uh, that the lead's name, uh, 
basically being associated with the devil. Um, however, uh, this creature has been seen. There have been several sightings of this creature. And there was a huge sighting of this creature in 1909 that, I mean, even to this day, there are still sightings of this creature a lot. But this was one of the, the most most biggest <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying right now i'm so hungry um but <laughs> the biggest sighting um so during the week of january 16th uh to the 23rd of 1909 a newspaper published hundreds of claims claimed encounters with the jersey devil from all over the south all over south jersey and uh the philadelphia area among these alleged encounters were claims a creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights and a social club in Camden. Police in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania, supposedly fired on the creature to no effect. Other reports initially, uh, 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 sorry, other reports uh, initially concerned unidentified footprints in the snow, but soon sightings of the creature's a uh, creature resembling the Jersey Devil were being reported throughout South Jersey, as far as Delaware and Western Maryland. Uh, the widespread newspaper coverage created fear throughout uh, the Delaware Valley, prompting a number of schools to close and workers to stay home. Vigilant groups uh, and groups of hunters roamed the pines and countryside in search of the devil. During this period, it is rumored that the Philadelphia Philadelphia Zoo hosted ten thousand uh, dollars in reward in a reward for the creature. The offer offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. Um, but this is probably one of the most famous uh, sightings: is the Jersey Devil attacking the trolley car? You know, but like I said, it has been seen to this very day, and. It had been seen prior to it being associated with the Leeds myth or Thomas, I mean, Titan Leeds, you know, and Benjamin Franklin at all, you know. Or even, was, or even New, before it, or it was even New Jersey, right? I yeah, guess. exactly. It was been seen by the indigenous people. So there is, I hate to say there is something out there, but there is maybe something to this you know, this creature may exist, you know, or it might be something that is common, you know, that, you know, might it just might be an owl or a hawk or a bat or something. And because of, you know, this folklore, people will start to associate this glimpse or the sighting with, you know, it has to be this, you know, people will make up their mind about it. But who knows? Like, I can't speak for other people's experiences. I've also never been to New Jersey. So, um, but this is a, a story that they treasure and they're very proud of their cryptid. Um, and they should be, you know, that's very cool, actually. Uh, but who knows? Is it something that Ben Franklin made up? Is it a mythical creature? Uh, who, who knows? So, um, anybody who's listening, if you know anything about the Jersey Devil or you've seen it, I would really appreciate you reaching out to me on social media 
like I've said before, my Instagram is at Tia is the coolest. Uh, you can find my weird little podcast on Facebook or my personal Facebook. Uh, if you are a personal friend of me or, you know, uh, my TikTok at my weird little podcast, you can message me there. Um, so I want to hear from you guys, if anything, um, you know, if you've seen it or, you know, anything at all. But yeah, uh, that is a little bit about the Jersey Devil. Um, sorry, it was a little rough for me to get through. I am still waking up at two in the afternoon. I'm going to sip my coffee. I'm going to eat some food now. And uh, maybe we'll record another podcast today. We'll see. Um, but this should be out pretty soon. Why am I saying that? They're going to know it's out by the time you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Anyways, you know the drill. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Um, maybe I'll be posting more on Hollywood's Haunted, the podcast, but I'm definitely going to be posting more on this podcast. Let me know what you want to hear about. I'm going to be focusing mostly on weather phenomenon and, um, cryptids, you know, as much as I can, although there is a true crime murder mystery that I'm really wanting to talk about soon. So we'll see what I decide. Uh, it just depends on my mood. Uh, my state of mental health, and, you know, uh, the amount of coffee I can have. Uh, so, yeah, this has been fun. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this, and I hope you all have a great day, and stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.